Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family. Hello. Oh, 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 oh. Uh, hello. Can you hear me? Oh, can you hear my kids playing in the background? They're really yes. noisy today. Yes, it's hang very on. annoying, Tom. It's very go. unprofessional. Shout out the window. Oh, it's annoying. But the thing is, they're sort of playing quite happily. And if I shout at them, they, they might come and <laughs> yeah. talk to me. So I'd rather just this at a safe distance. So I apologize. Yeah, no, that's absolutely fair. That's absolutely fair. Some people find the sound of the children playing a nice harmonious thing, like a pleasant background noise. Some people genuinely enjoy that. Maybe not, not me. It's not for me. But some people do. <laughs> that. Um, no, that's fair. Yeah. Um, well, look, we're happy here on the Great Big Owl Isolation Podcast where we do it from our own homes. Oh, what a slick little segue that Beautiful was. Beautiful segue, Tidge, from Cribbles. Um, so, Dave, it's been a dramatic morning in the Price household. Yes. Huge, huge news. It was a Cardo day. Happy a Cardo day, everyone. God, when did you order that? Okay, so we did uh, two weeks ago. Do you know how much we spent? Fucking hell. Well, oh, look, we've got an Andrew Cotter dropping in. Can you hear this? <laughs> Listen to this. Can you hear me? I'm telling an absolutely absolute belter of an Ocado non-anecdote. It's pretty... So am I joining in? Am I like that person at the party that sidles up to a group just as a joke <laughs> is ending? And I join in and go, yeah, that's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we're just going to stare at you. All right, fine. Thank I feel, Dave, I feel really self-conscious about my Ocado story now because, Dave, you, you'll vouch for me. Sometimes I do have great stories. This isn't one. This is not a great story. But I'm going to tell you. Uh, no, and I'm yet to hear one on the podcast, but that's fine. All right, fine. So Ocado day, right? How much do you think I spent on the Ocado? That's my first question to you. Okay, we both playing now yeah, Andrew would you like to yeah, join like in Andrew way to guess <laughs> great stuff <laughs> um, um, Cardo uh, how much did you spend on it right okay uh, is this a weekly Ocado good questions to ask so I should tell you uh, we are a family of four plus a dog we okay. um, haven't because I've been sharing my Ocado with my mum in South Wales she is self-isolating so she has mm-hmm. been having every other week so we are now bi-weekly Ocadists so with that in mind We've also been mm. getting more than we normally would. We've gone a little bit over the top because we're eating more at home. It's quite scary, the amount. I'm going to say, I'm one of those mm-hmm. terrible middle-class people. I don't know the price of anything. Uh, I'm going to say £3,500. <laughs> okay, no, I'm going to say, uh, <laughs> I'm gonna say uh, bi-weekly. Uh, I think every uh, twice a week you are spending about... Ninety pounds, a hundred, hundred pounds, no, one hundred and ten, twenty, one hundred and twenty pounds. That's my final answer. Okay, fine. Thank you very much for sidling up to this chat, Dave. Uh, Andrew's gone in at one hundred and twenty. Over to you, Dave Cribb. Uh, Five hundred pounds. Oh, but you, why did you ruin the story by going in too high? Oh, it's the I worst yeah. when people do that. Yeah. It was just short of three hundred pounds. <laughs> I know, but yeah, the sting's been absolutely taken out of that that at £500. You've you've neutralised an already very neutral story. Anyway, (laughs) the thing that had happened was, Dave, and and now whoever this man is who sidled up, Andrew Andrew Seidel, (laughs) is we we like a ready meal curry, right? 
in our house. They go down very well. Love a korma, love a butter chicken. They'd both exploded in separate bags, as had uh, two eggs in another bag. Taking so it was every eggs. every bag ruined, basically. It was a it was a, a korma apocalypse. Corn apocalypse. Almost it, works, doesn't it? No, it doesn't really. It was an absolute disaster, and it stinks like it's strong garlicky curry vibes over everything. And no one wants, for example, what we've now got a melon caked in korma. If I had sidled up to this group story at mm. a party, you not only would I have drifted away without joining in, but I think other people would also have just sort of faded away and you'd be left on your own with one chap from the office telling the story to... Probably a junior <laughs> chap from the office who doesn't want yeah, to leave exactly, the case who's just him. sycophantic and yeah. laughing uproariously at everything you say. Oh, melon covered in korma. <laughs> Can I have a raise. <laughs> that is that is the most Dave's laughed during the entire recording of this podcast. Well, Andrea, I would say it's a pleasure to have you here. I mean, it's, it's an, not, is it? It's an aggressive start. You've come in, you, you've come in, and you've dismantled my opening anecdote that I had ready. I'm just, I'm only saying it because my hands still smell of, of curry. I actually, I, I really stink of curry. So apologies for that. How are you, Andrew Cotter? How's your lockdown? It's, you know, it's like it is for everybody, isn't it? It's just amazing. <laughs> it's just the sheer thrill of doing the same thing every day. Yeah, it's. I think in the first couple of weeks, everybody was saying this is not going to be a problem at all. I can do this. I've got this. And, uh, you know, all sorts of companies were saying that as well. We've got you. We're in this together. And now Mm. everyone's just going... Uh, when why, when is this going to how is this when is it going to end is it going to be next week oh no it's going to be next year tremendous so it's all it's not it's not great is it and you're trying to give variety to your your lives but really there isn't so yeah it's okay it's okay is the answer yeah that's the other problem as well right, Andrew I don't know if obviously you're finding this because people ask you how, how you are and I, I have nothing mm. to report I'm really as as see above I'm running low on small talk which well, isn't good for podcasts either because they are mm. they are just uh, small talk aren't they really and the, the best podcasts mm. are just ch- chat mm. uh, just good chat between two great mates and with a good dynamic which clearly you guys have but that's but then during this you just kind of well it's a chat triangle now isn't it it's um, a triangle yeah triangle yeah, yeah exactly. um yes i don't know it's uh, you're right it's you know what have you been up to well i've been up to the same thing that i've been up to for the last oh yeah. that that's my feeling about about lockdown yeah. which i think the is noise, a lot of people. Yeah. it's just oh so we should say andrew that um lockdown for you well it's, it must have been ups and downs because obviously you've lost all of your work for now at least you don't you know there's very little sport to commentate right on. sorry right. mate i'm doing a break come on surely you'd come to terms with it by now six weeks in for God's sake. you have nothing you have absolutely nothing can we can we do a cotter audit so we can really get a sense of the a, a cotter lips and just exactly how much commentary work you've had to walk away from uh we've walked away from each other well um so the very end of the six nations then the u.s masters golf then uh, the London Marathon, the Open Championship Golf, Wimbledon, Queens, uh, the Olympics, that'll be next year, the European Athletics Championships, the World Athletics Championships, the World Indoor Athletics Championships, which was wow. uh, originally scheduled for the end of February in China. That was the first to go, unsurprisingly. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, that's not going to happen. But at that, do you know, at that point, when that went, we were all thinking, wow, we might lose a couple of events that are actually taking place in Wuhan. But apart from that, this is going to be fine. This thing isn't going to spread. It just sort yeah, of, yeah it's, it's kind of spread. Is the, the Yes, that's our scientific analysis of it. It's kind of spread. Mm. We should be the experts flanking the government minister. This is kind of spread. It's caught on a if bit. If you look at the it? chart here, first slide, please, you can see it's kind of spread. And yeah, so it's, I mean, and those are, I'm missing out lots of events there. It's a, a big vacuum of sport yeah. and work. 
which I'm trying to fill with other things. Yeah. So obviously you've got your podcast, the the Pepper Pod. Yeah, the un, the un, the un uh, financially supported Pepper Pod. So that's great. Uh, I was so I, I listened to. I mean, obviously I listened to this podcast anyway regularly. But I, I, I um, just before coming on, I listened to one. You know, and at the top of this, you've got Dan Snow's podcast, sponsored by Microsoft, mm. and that mm. obviously. And I love Dan. Calls everyone dude, nice guy. But uh, you know, sponsored by Microsoft, and I'm you know looking for sponsorship from Chicken Cottage or something. It's just there's no, nothing coming in. And yeah. even though it is, and dare I say it myself, it is hitting the the heights in terms of numbers. But nobody wants to invest at the moment in sponsorship. So no. And also, I worry about why Microsoft are investing in in Dan's podcast. Like, do people say, "How did you hear about Microsoft?" Oh, I, I only heard about them when I listened to Dan Snow's podcast. I'll they, give this Microsoft thing a, a go. Yeah. <laughs> Mad, isn't it? Maybe we should be really just aiming at your Googles, your Apples, yeah. just people that you, mm. you think wouldn't want to necessarily advertise, but the television. Yeah. Cabin Fever, sponsored by television. All of television. Have you heard of it? Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I know, exactly. So, um, yeah, so I've got a, a few things going on. I've actually got to write a, a book. Um, so oh. someone approached me to write a book, so I'm going to be concentrating on that for the next few months. Oh, great. Um, what's it about? Uh, romantic fiction. No, it's uh, <laughs> it's about the dogs, as they are now known. Yes. The dogs. Yeah. Okay, yeah, so can I just so. say, cards on the table here, I am Team Mabel, just so you know, Andrew. I hope that's all yeah, right. Yeah, well, she, I mean, they're very different personalities, so that says a lot about you, that she is um, a little bit needy and clingy, and she she is desperate for affection, whereas Olive is this a distant, aloof figure sometimes and can survive on her own a bit more. So. Yeah, I'm definitely Mabel in this situation. Yeah, yeah, that's what you've got me. <laughs> I'll, t- I'll take Olive then. I'll yeah. be the Olive of the podcast. Does Olive yawn a lot? Because if it is, that's bang on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she does Olive sleep yeah. in until about 11am every morning? <laughs> so the, the Mabel and Olive thing that's happened, I mean, who knew, you know, when, when, knew? You, when your career came to a crashing halt? <laughs> Again, thank you. <laughs> and, you know, you must have just stared through the tears at your dogs and yet your dogs were yeah. looking back at you and inside they were saying, we're ready for you, Daddy. We 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 are your future. Bank on us. Weird. Um, yes. No. They would say they would look at me crying on the sofa and saying, "This doesn't affect me. It affects us if we if we don't get our kibble, but we're still going to be able to get that." So mm. his massive distress doesn't really bother me that much. Mm. So the whole thing has been absolutely bizarre, odd, weird. Very, very. I mean, just remarkable to see it all unfold the way it has because I, I the day that all those sporting events or a lot of them went the marathon the masters the end of the six nations I was getting ready to go down to Cardiff to do Wales Scotland and all these events were cancelled and I, I sort of jokingly said you know I'm well, what am I going to commentate on now you know you know parties bar mitzvahs whatever and then off the back of that I thought oh I'll just do some mundane commentary so I commentated on my dogs eating their breakfast and then I didn't put it out because I thought oh, it's all it's all right but it's not it's not all that. And then there's a guy called Nick Heath who does lots of uh, sort of shorter parody comment- commentary. They're, they're sort of, you know, partridge-esque in their, in their yeah. humour. And he, he had some great success with that. So then I thought, well, I can't put this out now because it just looks like I'm aping aping these. So I didn't. And then I, after a while, I thought, you know, I'll put it out. And uh, just because I was, I was bored the day I put it out. <laughs> And so I put it out and it went absolutely whammo, uh, <laughs> mad, whammo, the technical term. And that was the first one. That was the one that people were getting excited because Ryan Reynolds was retweeting it and messaging me and things like that. And I couldn't remember which of the Ryans he was, whether it was Gosling <laughs> or Reynolds. So I had to look. Well, I can't. Can you? I can't. No, no, you have no. to check. Always a quick reference on a Ryan. So I, I was I was very close, very, very close to saying, oh, thanks, 
mate lost <laughs> in La La Land, and <laughs> they would have just come back. That's Gosling. Um, so I, um, but the, so that went that went mad, and then I left it for a while, but. After that, oh, I mean, the messages that come in and the emails come in, because I had one of my email addresses on my Twitter account, you know, in the days before all this, when you're you're hoping that someone will contact you with a, yeah. a massive work, you know, offer. Imagine, yeah. Hi, this is Microsoft. We'd like Andrew to <laughs> spread the news of our product, which we're trying to get going. Um, so then uh, so then I thought, well, I'm not going to put out another one. But then the clamour the clamor kept coming. And I said, who am I to deny the public? So I put out another one and I thought, this difficult second album, this will actually get a few retweets, but it won't go as mad as the first one. And it's Within 10 hours, it had got the numbers the first one had got in five days. And the first one's gone up to about 11 million views now. And the second one, you know, just went absolutely ballistic. Is there an awkward rhythm to your Twitter now whereby you put up a video of the dogs yeah. uh, and then you see your followers go up and then you put up a link to a podcast about golf? What happens to your numbers then? Oh, I don't, I don't, I don't want to. I just don't want to think about it. Right, okay. Except I do because you... I think all sensations regarding social media are heightened during this weird time that we're in because yeah. people are focusing on it so much. So any sen- any emotion you experience through social media, whether it's good or bad, is exaggerated yeah. because that's what we have now, social media to contact people. And also, if you're not doing your normal job, you've got far too much time in your hands to focus on things which aren't that important in the grand scheme of things. So, I mean, I before all this nonsense, I had 45,000, 6,000 followers. And after the first video, it went up to 86,000. And then after the second video, it's gone up to, you know, 220, 230,000 followers. And if you think that the danger is in thinking that that is real or means anything, Mm, but you cannot help but watch it and go, oh, I'm amazing. Look at this. Look at at how much people approve of me and what I'm doing. (laughs) And it becomes a little bit druggy. And you think, oh, I've got to keep doing stuff like this. But you can't. You shouldn't. Every day I get messages saying, right, when's the third video coming? Please give us a third video. And there were loads of lovely messages and nice messages which genuinely touched me. And and people saying, you know, this made me laugh for a bit and I'm having a crappy time in lockdown at the moment. This made me smile. Please do another one. Mm. And so you you do think, I will do another one. But you can't do another one if it's not funny because it just crashes and burns. Dave, if only we had that approach to this podcast, we would have stopped 28 (laughs) episodes ago. I mean, but that is the problem. So you must have, are you videoing them all the time or do you sit down? You're like, right, come on guys. I need you now, dogs. What happens? (laughs) Do something, do something funny. (laughs) But, but the worst thing is if you, if you were to do something contrived and people are saying, why don't you get them doing an obstacle course? I say, no, that's not the humor of it. The humor of it is in that it's sporting commentary over a mundane activity that dogs just do. And so, I mean, the amount of people as well who sent me videos, as another story, but the amount of people who sent me videos of their dogs doing stuff or their horses or whatever, saying, please commentate on this. I said, no, I'm... I'm well, hang on, hang on. What hang you're on, asking me on. to do there is is my job for free. Yeah, yeah, no, but let's, let's look hard at this right now, the for free business. Surely, surely, Andrew, you say, yeah, sure, I charge uh, £50 per video, obviously all going to a good cause, NHS thingy, whatever. NHS me. N- yes. uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> NHS Carter. Um, you know, there, there's an opportunity there. I'm just looking into new markets for you. I, I would No, I, um, obviously no. So um, thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wouldn't <laughs> do that for the amount of... Uh, I can't, it, it takes quite a lot to think of, even to think of what to say that might be amusing over a... And anyway, I, wouldn't, I just wouldn't um, 
wouldn't do that. So that sounds like I'm just, you could edit this together. So you could say, with all the money going to NHS, yeah. and me going, I just That's wouldn't funny. do that. <laughs> God, with all monster. the money going to NHS, I just wouldn't do that. We've got Oscar, um, done it. Yeah. But I mean, there, there have been lots of strange job offers. Um, Go on. Somebody uh, doing online shopping, for example, they came up, uh, our company said, could you do a, a funny commentary on somebody going to their computer and making an online purchase? Uh, no, no, yeah. I couldn't do that. Um, I could do it. It would just be awful and would cheapen me uh, for short term monetary gain. But, mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And the problem is? Yeah. And uh, betting companies, they, they, they've come in in a big way. Please, please don't. Please don't. No, I won't work with sports betting companies. So and I don't I don't mean that to sound really sort of I just don't I don't really like that that sort of business and that what it can do to a lot of people so that's my serious moment no i agree podcast. completely agree um, yes, yes yes so there we are and, uh, yeah I don't, I don't i wouldn't like that association it's quite stressful though i'm sorry so i don't want to sound a bit negative now but you have got to you've got to come up with some gold off the back of because you've it's you know, very stressful yeah it's very uh, genuinely and i'm again i'm being serious here briefly i've found it all very stressful yeah because i i would like to do another one um, but I don't want it to, it just wouldn't be, you know, and you'd get the first comments coming in and going, because everything, I, I, I promise you, every single comment, and there have been about 20,000 messages have come to me on Twitter yeah. on the two videos. And there were two in the first video from people who said, oh, you're clearly starving your dog deliberately for, you know, comedy. Oh. And they had, but, but they had Trump avatars as their Sorry. pictures. So right. I, I dismissed those. Bleach lickers, as we call them. Every other message was positive. And I wouldn't want to put something out that wasn't quite so good and have the first comments coming in going, meh, well. Oh, yeah, no. Yeah. It's all, you, you, what's happened is, using the, as, as a stand-up myself, uh, Andrew, you, what you've done is you've smashed your first two gigs. And, you know, I think my first gig, I absolutely rinsed it. And I thought, I'm going to be the best stand-up of all time. And then I died pretty solidly for about eight years. So <laughs> I don't want to sow that anxiety into you, but I just think you've got to enjoy it, right? Just sit back and, and let the magic happen. If it happens in August, so be it. We'll just wait. They're so good, we'll wait. Walk, I was walking the dogs this morning, and they suddenly, as if they knew that I didn't have my phone with me, <laughs> produced the most beautiful minute and 20 seconds of stuff. It was just perfect because it was just normal dog behaviour, but it was just perfect. Yeah. And they even had a natural denouement and finish to it and then trotted out as would have been stage left out of the camera. You know, oh, and I thought, you, no. you bastards. You <laughs> can. So I said, if we could just rem all remember our marks, all remember exactly what we were doing. Good rehearsal, everyone, yeah. Oh, <laughs> because I promise you, it would have been, I mean, I was watching and thinking, this would have been so, so good. What did um, they do? What were they doing? It was the way they were running after each other and right. playing and then falling over slightly. And then one of them just absolutely galloping away from the other, not realising the other had stopped chasing quite some time ago. She was oh, still throwing in all her escape moves. And then a bit of a brawl. And then, anyway, I don't want to give too much away because this might happen. They might do it again tomorrow. What you need to do, you've got to put a GoPro on yourself, Andrew, and just film everything. I've got 14 cameras set up tomorrow on the walk. I've got the, the OB there. <laughs> film and TV catering units coming in <laughs> and the, the dogs are in the dressing gowns sitting in their chairs just waiting waiting to come on is there a car is there a car but what you say there you know about it being sort of stressful and strange that is the overwhelming feeling of it. it it was exciting when it happened and then but then you get dragged into it too much and it takes over your mind and you're, you're mm. thinking about it all the time mm. and because it might lead to some work opportunities it might lead to some exciting and then when you get you know you know, Mark Hamill or Julianne Moore or Ryan Reynolds, you know, all these people you know, and, and comedians that I've always respected as well, like Lemmy and, uh, you know, David Schneider and John Ronson, you know, all these people 
saying, oh, that, that was brilliant. Kevin Bridges, you know, is that, I, I, it might not be everyone's cup of tea, but he's a very, very successful comedian. And he was yeah. saying, oh, this is genius. Yeah. And then you start to think, oh, maybe I am a genius. <laughs> maybe I am. <laughs> and then you realise after a while that all the, all the noise, all the voices slip away a bit and you, you're left realising that, oh, no, I'm not a genius. I did two funny dog videos <laughs> and that's it. And here I am watching TJ Hooker in the afternoon. I would suggest that all comics have the same thing. Or knowing the stand-up psyche as well as I do, all comics have the same thing. And you are, there is brilliant. The stuff you've done on those videos is brilliant. And, and all comics have those moments where they find themselves watching loose women thinking, I am just a pointless person wearing, <laughs> you know, in my dressing gown. But um, yeah. the, the, for example, things like the high tariff hold, that's now become part of the dog owner's lexicon. I got a text from my mate Alex with a picture of his dog holding a bone in the high tariff hold. And he went, here's Frankie with the high tariff hold. It's beautiful. It's in now. That's in. Isn't it? You can't take that back now, Andrew. It's done. Uh, yeah. I did, so some people have said, they, they do want they've got chil- their children wander around going tasting absolutely nothing um, <laughs> but again that's all intoxicating and you think that oh you know I've done I mean can you imagine what it must be to multiply that by a million and have done created something like the office and then yeah. you do extras or whatever you know that to do these these little stupid dog videos you get a fraction of a tiny 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 fraction of that feeling and you think oh I've got to do another one I've mm. got to do another one because you know that feeling will continue and I'll keep on doing this forever more and it's it's a very it's I don't know it's <laughs> it leaves you feeling rather empty I would say that the comics and the people who make things like The Office and stuff they've made them in a different world a less a less viral world mm. where it was just about producing something good and doing something they loved whereas what you've dipped into is the madness of the YouTuber who has to do yeah. something and look at the how many how many people People have clicked. Subscribe, subscribe. I need to see my numbers. And the, you, I think you have to ignore the madness and just think about the. And this sounds. I don't know where I'm going with this, Dave. But the purity of it being funny. Yeah. You've done that, mm. and just forget about the numbers. And then you'll. I think you'll find some semblance of normality, and the white noise of the clicks will go away a bit. I hope so. <laughs> crying again. Yeah, the dogs stare at me with tears, thinking, "Why is he upset now? He's upset all the time." Yeah, we thought we thought he was happy again. Yeah. Really. I'm Tilly Steele. And I'm Helen Monk. And this is Bitchin'. I'm dyslexic. Yeah, why do you read the Wikipedia page? <laughs> it's good to practice. Yeah. A podcast where every week we talk about a different person. So how old was he when he first popped on the scene? That's a great If question. you say he was my age, I'm gonna <laughs> fucking die. And we veer wildly off track. Pop that Prosec. Available on all your podcast apps. <laughs> That's not my... Uh, Can you not say podcast. uh in the advert? <laughs> Available on all your podcast platforms. Just search Bitchin' or Great Big Owl. We'll see you there. That was all right. <laughs> I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. 
Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. What's the Bill connection here? Because I did look at a few episodes and say there's a lot of Bill stuff. Dave, I'll let you take this one. There's a lot of the Bill, Andrew. Uh, So uh, it's fair to say we started doing this podcast. This is sort of our isolation podcast. And, uh, you know, we'll put our cards on the table. We've said this to everybody that listens. It's not like there's the swarms of content to be devoured at the moment and things Mm. to discuss unless we want to talk about Corona 24-7. So we've been sort of spreading our wings into various other avenues. And uh, my flatmate... Uh, a man by the uh, comedy name of Cornelius Mendez, who is in fact just a uh, middle-class man from South London, but sounds like a Colombian drug lord, had uh, chosen as his binge watch of uh, lockdown, The Bill, from the start, on YouTube, uh, in his words, because it's ad-free. There's nobody's even put the ads on on YouTube yet. So, um, so we thought we'd track that uh, in the way that one might track, you know, the current right. binge watch of uh, of choice. And so we've been catching up on what's been happening with the, uh, in the bill twenty years ago, and it's 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 fucking mad, if I'm honest. Mm, yeah, tell Cornelius Mendes to look at the credits at the end of quite a lot of the bill episodes and see if the director was Tom Cotter. That's all I'll say about that. Oh, um, oh hello, hello. Yeah, I mean that, that can't My, be all you say in it. As I was previously advertised, we don't have much to. To talk about on this podcast, yeah. so you must expand on any. No, no, he, my, my, my uh, dad was a television director um, and is. directed uh, the Bill Casualty, Balakis Angel, all these things and um, what these things. So he did a lot of the Bill episodes in, but he would have been late eighties. So you may be after. Would he be in late eighties? Oh, I'll have to ask him. And you'll have to get him on our podcast. This is huge. Okay, not so sure he would. I'm not sure he would quite. Get, you know he's a funny he's a funny man my dad but I'm not sure he would quite get um, get cabin fever so which I do okay. obviously it's amazing there's a lot to get there's a lot to get <laughs> crucially does he have Jim Carver's phone number because that is we, that's just a fact oh no, no he, would, he, he, he would have uh, yeah well if they haven't changed the numbers I don't know this was all in the days before mobile phones as well so yeah. Yeah, I'm sure he would true. have contact details for um, all sorts of people Bill Murray he was a he was a bad lad, Bill Murray. Bill Murray, oh, not the Bill Murray. I was going to say. But, no, but, yeah, Bill Murray was in it. Uh, <laughs> is that why Bill Murray doing, started? Are you doing your Ryan Reynolds, Ryan Gosling thing again? Is that yeah, right? exactly. No, no, no. Um, no, Bill Murray was the um, Oh, Don the Beach. Great Don Googling. Beach, yeah. yeah, but uh, he enjoyed doing it. So any good episodes... Then um, you know if he if he did any episodes that you don't like, don't tell me about it. But um, no, absolutely not. As ever on there, this podcast when something gets mentioned, I've done a, a quick Wikipedia deep dive, and now I'm on Billy Murray, the former Bill actor's Wikipedia. Do you know Andrew Cotter or anybody, in fact? Well, uh, me, yeah. Who? <laughs> no one else here, Dave. But yeah, yeah how Bill Billy Murray got his uh, start in acting. That's a good quiz question that Ooh. nobody will ever ask in a pub quiz. I think in, in real life he was a bit of a rogue in his past. Okay, I'll, I'll narrow it down. Who paid for Billy Murray to go to drama school? Oh. His probation officer? I don't know who, who it was. Go bigger. So a, a member of the royal family? A prime minister? No, go go more rogue. Was it Microsoft? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Got it in one. No, unbelievably, uh, the Cray twins paid for oh. Billy Murray. To go Whoa. to drama school. They weren't probation officers. <laughs> very, very famously, not, no. Well, there yeah. you go. That's a good fact, to be fair. That is, it I'd is, say, yeah. one of the most interesting facts I've learned about the bill in the last four weeks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, tell Cornelius that, please. We've actually I think got his daughter, good. I think, um, I think Bill Murray's daughter was, uh, was is an actress. Uh, so, I, I think. I, I yes, hate she was in moment. Hustle. Hustle, yes, that's it. Yeah, dark, yeah, the dark hair, yes, that's it. Oh, yeah. and Dexter, yeah. bloody hell. Oh, which one was she in Dexter, then? Uh, Lila Tornay. 
Mm, I love Dexter. And season two of Dexter, that's all I've got for you. Oh, amazing. Mm. Amazing. Can't believe the content we're whistling at today, guys. Mm. Also, um, here's a, a vague connection I found through uh, whipping through your episodes. Richard Schiff gets a mention. Richard yes. yes. Mm-hmm. Huge fans. I now have two Richard Schiff connections, one being that he, he was a big fan of the dog videos, obviously, um, <laughs> as was Bradley Whitford. Oh, amazing. Oh, Donna! I wanted Sheen to get in touch. Come on, Sheen. I like these videos, but I don't Come on, Jed. Anyway, but no, I played golf with Richard Schiff once. Um, You did? I played golf with... This is a partridge story, because it's like... And I played golf with Peter Purvis and Bill (laughs) Audie. It was a four ball of me, Richard Schiff, Alan Wells, and Henry Cooper uh, a few years ago. And needless to say, I had the last laugh. Uh, So it was... Yeah, so that's... um, He was doing a play in London, Richard Schiff, called Underneath the Lintel, I think it was. Anyway, he was very nice. He he, He liked his golf. I still likes his golf. And... I remember it fondly. You've sort of skirted over. So I, I, Richard Schiff was doing a play in London. Fine, I can accept that. Richard Schiff mm. likes golf. Mm. Sure, fine. And then we jump to Richard Schiff playing golf with Andrew yeah. Cotter. I think it was for charity. Again, that's the kind of guy I am. Uh, but I, 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 it was just... And I ended up in Not this, the NHS, though, eh? <laughs> Yeah, no, no, I won't do that. Um, Which all brings us back, uh, Andrew, to your uh, your podcast, The Pepper Pod. So that's mm. the smooth segues in which we operate here on Cabin Fever has done incredibly well. Uh, so tell us uh, tell us all about that, please, if you would. Because our, our, our listeners, if they like nothing else, it's a bloody podcast, i tell you that. Uh, and, you know, they, they love golf, all of them. So it's, in, I mean, it's interesting. Like most things, it is about a subject, but a lot of the chat on it is not about that subject yeah. because I think that's the, mo- the most entertaining ones are just the dynamic of two people talking nonsense. And that sounds simple, but when it's done well enough... It takes tremendous skill to do well. It takes tremendous skill. So it does take a bit of planning, you think about it. So there's a guy, Eddie Pepperell, who is a very good golfer. I mean, you know, he was right. He's about 64th in the world at the moment, which in golf terms is... He's off scratch, isn't he? He's probably off scratch. He's slightly better. I think if you give him a handicap, he'd be about plus eight. Not bad. um, Okay. Yeah. yeah, so, uh, pro- I mean, yeah, he's finished sixth in the Open, third in the Players' Championship. And uh, so, yeah, he's not worrying about having to do, you know, ads for online shopping at the moment. He's <laughs> he's living off the fat of his earnings for a while. There's been quite a good few videos doing the rounds, actually, of golfers during lockdown. Like Patrick Harrington's good, Luke Donald's doing good ones as well. You watch Yeah, them? they do. They do. They're all doing a lot of stuff. And again, it's that peering into their own houses and thinking, that's... Yeah. What an enormous house yeah, they have. Yeah, like, <laughs> nice kitchen, Lee. Yeah, it's all about getting you know getting past on these challenges, and I think I mentioned it on on our own pod. You know these challenges where you get passed it on on Instagram and say do the keepy uppy challenge or do this challenge or do, it. and everyone's doing it in their garden or in their kitchen or whatever. And I started to film one in my garden, and then I saw the I saw the rushes, and I just thought that looks terrible. <laughs> my garden is tiny and unimpressive, and people will think less of me. And as you've probably gleaned already, I care about what people think about me so I'm not putting that it's out. weird how something about lockdown has opened up a lot of people's private spaces to public consumption now yeah. everyone's having to film at home this is true and, and do you arrange you know oh I've got to, oh these books behind me that's yeah uh, yeah yeah Proust, Proust and Dostoevsky <laughs> yeah I'm just actually in the middle of this one classic <laughs> yes exactly I'm like I, I always think I'm I don't know if people watch Family Guy I'm I'm Brian from Family Guy because I'm a total dilettante I'll I'll claim some knowledge about lots of subjects but dig just scratch a little bit beneath the surface ask me one more question about yeah. that subject and I'll go um well, uh, well it's it's uh, um, pertaining to the the it, it's uh I have no idea I have no idea what I'm talking about I know the name of the book and I know yeah. one of the characters 
because I read about it online. <laughs> I think I speak for both Tom and myself uh, when I say that is us to a T. I mean, that yeah, is, that you could not have described it, the two. It's similar better. to my uh, foreign language ability as well. So French, for example, like ah bonjour, ça va, oui, and I'll sound quite convincingly French. And then as soon mm. as we go beyond maybe three, ext- as soon as the conversational rally gets beyond three. Yeah. Scuppered, done, over. It's so dangerous that half of my family, my grandfather was German on my mother's side. And so I I, I know a little bit of German. Mm. And then I'll go, if I'm in Germany, I have the stock phrases that say, ah, yes, uh, my grandfather was German. I still have many relatives in the Munich area. (laughs) And then they just rattle off. They think, aha, tremendous. We have a fellow Teuton and we are going to. And I then just, I just nod wisely and go, hmm, hmm, natürlich, and then walk away. Yeah. Um, Try and get out of there before they uncover me because I care about what people think. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, the golf podcast. Sorry. Yes. (laughs) Yes, The golf podcast. Come on, let's get back to that. Sorry. Sorry, Yes. Um, A lot of golfers are so focused on their sport that they might not be the best read people in the world or have many cultural reference points whereas Eddie does so and I thought he'd be quite interesting to talk to and talk with and it came about before lockdown the original idea was yeah we'll, we'll talk a bit about the tournaments of the weekend a bit of nonsense chat preview of the week ahead and off you go and instead it's now how what are we going to do what are we going to talk about yeah so we just ramble on for about an hour or so but nothing <laughs> and you've got to keep going right so when the golf season starts up again which when when is that going to happen do you think what's your when is that going to happen yeah. well in america they're saying you know they're going to get going in june so yeah mm. looking forward to that but uh, the Ryder cup is one of the big things in september they've already pushed the masters back to november i mean you that's can't do event. the Ryder cup without a crowd though can you well they're talking about it now so Oof. um you know the the mutterings are getting louder and louder. So we shall see. It's uh, it's just fascinating. I mean, I think for the mental well-being of people, they've realised that sport in any form, actually, even though we all thought it was trivial and pretty unimportant, is is more important than than we thought because it it gives people. You know, we're talking about how the tedium of doing the same thing every day. But if you've got a bit of different sport to watch or whatever, then mm. suddenly it just eases the psychology of it a little bit. Yeah, it's an escape valve for so many people. But then you know, you've just invented the sport of dog watching, so it goes full circle. You see, when needs must, needs must. Oh, <laughs> game three, game three of the dog one. Yeah, I can't there wait for game three. I can't wait. But I'm ha- but to be clear, Andrew, I'm happy to wait, even if it's August. I'm happy to wait. I. I, I just get the feeling that some people aren't. And then, <laughs> yeah. what if they unfollow me? They're not what true if they fans. unfollow me? Look, just think of all those, you know, you've got all those books on your on your shelf which you've pretended to read. Think of, ah, a, yes. think of a Donna Tartt book. You know, it takes her 12, 15 years to do a new book. Ah, yes, The Secret History. There you I'll go. name one of the characters <laughs> in The Secret History. Um... Is there exactly. one called Bunny or something? In the yeah, that'll do. Exactly. Um, yeah, it's a tremendous book. Um, it, it, uh, Andrew, what uh, what particular part of that book did you enjoy? <laughs> I mean, the college, university days. That's exactly thing. my knowledge of it as well. Days and of yore? No, I don't There, there was a yore. car crash, wasn't there, I think, in the first one. And that's about oh, yeah. all I've got. That's about all I've got. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, Jonathan Friedland, ditto. Anyway, be be them. Don't be, don't be Jack Reacher, okay? Don't be Lee Child. A guilty secret that I've read most of those books. We've read... Andrew, We've read just yeah, we're obsessed. We're obsessed with how humankind has made many mistakes. But one of the greatest of all time was Tom Cruise being cast. (laughs) What's that about? This brings me to um, something that I meant to talk about on the podcast last week, weirdly, and didn't because apparently we had too much content. But I mean, it was all it was obviously dreadful. But I've obviously watched both the films anyway. But did The Rock last week, or maybe the week before, did this whole uh, Instagram video about how he put himself up for that role, and it was the biggest disappointment of his life when no. The Rock didn't get it. What? 
But he wouldn't be right either, because Jack Reacher wasn't muscle-bound like that. Jack Reacher was, was strong, but he was just tall and sort of naturally strong. So who you do you cast, at... then? Who do you go for, then? Uh, who's, who's your, who is your Jack Reacher? The best question I've ever asked. Oh, that's, yeah. that's, that is a very good question. Yeah. I'm going to think about that now. So well. I, feel like if the, I feel like if The Rock had, had been dressed like Jack Reacher, though, a.k.a. hadn't been able to show off his muscles and was just in sort of baggier clothes, he's too big. he could have got away with it. He's, he's too, too big. big. He's too, he's not, but he's, he's definitely better than Tom Cruise, guys. That's what we're he's saying. He's definitely, right? oh, wow, absolutely. Absolutely, Bill Bill Murray from the Bill is better than Tom. Cruise. Bill Murray from Ghostbusters is better. Um, I'm now I'm now thinking of it. There aren't that many amazingly tall, strong actors. Uh, it's a tricky one, isn't it? Well, listen, guys, I've got an idea. I've got an idea. Um, if you can think of uh, who would be the best Jack Reacher, why not give us a phone call on Twitter? Here's the number. Stand by. Cabin F E A three seven oh nine oh oh oh. That's our Twitter name. That's uh, some excellent content for us again uh, for tomorrow. Who would play Jack Reacher? All I can think of now is sort of, yeah, it's tricky, isn't it? Because there's not not many actors that fill that role. um, Vince Vaughn? Does that that work? Vince Vaughn? Is he too sort of comedy? You know who would have been great back in the day? Bernard Breslau. There we are. (laughs) Jack Reacher. Our our, our one tall actor of the 60s and 70s. (laughs) They've got all tall roles. Hang on, which one was he? Bernard Breslau. What's his name? Bernard. See, this is when I talk to Eddie Pepperell, who's 29, yeah, uh, and I'm yeah. 46, and I say Charles Hawtrey, and he goes, no, no idea. Yeah. Um, I go, come on. <laughs> Joan Sims? I, I. Hey, Bernard, Bernard Breslau, English comic actor, best remembered as a member of the Carry On team. Do you know where he died? Off the top of your head. Off the top of my head. Um, he was two metres. Uh, do you know where he died? Was it Regent's Park? Regent's Park. Uh, Dave, how do you know that? Regent's Park Open Air Theatre. You think, I think he died you on stage. You guys are quick on the... This is all happening live, and you're very, very quick on the on the Google searches. No, no, we're just Stephen yeah. Fry. We've just got encyclopedic knowledge just banging oh, around inside our heads. It's Microsoft. Microsoft. Got a team of researchers and talking in our ear at all points. Died on stage. People who died on stage. Tommy Cooper. Yes. Um, yeah. Roy Kinnear died during the filming of... What did he die during the filming of? Oh, oh. God, yes. It was, was like a, a, an epic Robin Hood or something like that. It yeah. was uh, not... Um, don't, I, know, I mean, you can Google it now. I, the Return of the Musketeers, I think it was, wasn't it? Right, okay. Well, 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 well remembered. Return of the Musketeers. Yeah. <laughs> Dog Tanyon and the Muskahounds. I love that cartoon. Anyway, great um, stuff. Yeah, great stuff. It's like, like <laughs> tedious links there through, through and through, isn't it? I'm a big fan of this. This is what this podcast can just become. We just name someone at the start and then we just talk on subjects as we go. We've gone through celebrity... De- we've gone through from Jack Reacher to The Rock to celebrity deaths to... To uh, Dog Tanyon in the space of three minutes. Well, listen, Jack Reacher-wise, can I just say, I don't want to boast here, guys. Um, I interviewed Lee Child. I actually got to meet the guy. And uh, we talked about Tom Cruise. Well, I say we talked about it. He wouldn't talk about it. I mean, he must have had a... You would have, as as an author, seeing your books made into a film, most of them have approval as to who is going to play various characters. Mm. Or maybe just sign that away, sign that authority and write away for a bit more money. Yeah. Because, well, you know, J.K. Rowling, I think, was heavily involved in all the Harry Potter films, as, right. as she would be. Mm. But maybe Child just said, I don't care. Give me the money. You can have mm. Danny DeVito. I, d- <laughs> yeah. I don't wish, wish to uh, disparage your interview in Technique, Tom, but I have also read an interview with Lee Child where he does talk about it. Oh, no, it wasn't an interview. Um, I just saw him in the street. <laughs> oh, fine. Yeah, Sorry. Yeah, good, yeah. yeah. Uh, no, I think I think this the story there is that he basically, he's basically done an interview since going, that was definitely wrong, but I got a bit, swept up and excited that I could be friends with Tom Cruise basically is what oh, I mean. he, I, hey Lee I know see that's the feeling 
he's describing the feeling I've had. You swept along in the excitement. Yeah. And if somebody wanted to make a film of Oliver and Mabel and they said, we want a great Dane to play Mabel, I would say, yeah, you're fine. Yeah, that's great. You're famous great Dane. Yeah. So, yeah, absolutely. Peter Schmeichel. Um, he stopped doing them, though. You know, Lee Child isn't going to do this year's one. His brother's taking over the franchise. What do you mean this year's one? Does he do one a year? Oh, guys, come on. Well, call yourselves Jack Reacher fans. So Lee Child's done one a year. I, I didn't. We're no, at no point did any of us call ourselves Jack Reacher fans. Oh, well, I know for a fact, fact that's how Dave self-labels. That's how he self-identifies. Oh, well, I know how... Because so how Lee Child started is absolutely wild because he got fired from, I think, BBC... Granada. Oh, Granada, wasn't yes. it? Yeah, he got fired from Granada. Yeah. Wait, hang on a minute. This is terrible. Is Lee Child not American? Oh, oh, Andrew. Andrew, Andrew, Andrew. He's from the Midlands, and he, but he's lived in America since the early noughties. Ah. And that's when he got fired, and he's always been obsessed with Americana, as you can tell if you've read any of his books, right, obviously. Yeah. And he, he's got this incredible sort of brummy... He's from Coventry, actually. Sort of, but his accent goes kind of American at the same time. It's it's weird. It's wild. You should any interviews you can find with him have a watch. So he's basically Jeff Lynn. Is that what he's yeah, saying? yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. Brummy. Totally. Ah, well, this is great. Mm. To inform, educate, and entertain. Lee Child is from the Midlands. There it is. We're wreathing the hell out of this podcast. <laughs> um, but yeah, he 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 was he was made redundant from Granada. Started writing a book out of boredom, very much the lockdown thing, Andrew. And maybe this is something to track. And then he writes. He starts writing the new book every year on the same day he wrote the first book, first of September. Wow, true story. And he also flies by the seat of his pants when he writes his books. He does not know what's going to happen. He just writes a sentence and then off he goes. There's. I mean, that is clear. To be fair, uh, <laughs> well, some of them. Because there's some of them, they are hit and miss. Some of them are cack, but some of the mm. when they're good, they are absolutely the best. Yeah, they're very. I mean, they are very. It's the whole. I, I don't know. You know, lump lump them all together when you talk about John Grisham. They're they're all very formulaic, but they're very good in their own way. It's like yeah. pulp fiction type works, but they just are very very page turnable. It's true. If you want to really nerd out on Jack Reacher, and I feel I'm maybe pushing this too far, there's an amazing book called Reacher Said Nothing by a man called Andy Martin, who stalked um, Lee Child for the entire writing of one of his books. It's like a book DVD commentary. So he mm. writes the book of Reacher writing uh, one of his latest books, and it is utterly fascinating the way that yeah. he does it the way that he's constantly leaping up lighting cigarettes chewing his fingers doesn't write for weeks on end has a nervous breakdown like it's really really int- much like lockdown to be honest it works yeah yeah well there we are maybe on the on the same day of every month i will start uh doing a, a dog video yeah, that's exactly it do the Lee Child done him well um, alright listen uh, Andrew Cotter thank you so much for joining us and happy lockdown and I look forward to hearing you once again commentating on actual sports as well as dogs I'm going to start I'm uh, sorry I'm going to continue listening to this podcast I'm going to start <laughs> well, I'm, I've, I've, I've enjoyed it and I've enjoyed I've, I've enjoyed all the all the nonsense that's what uh, good podcasts are good nonsense that's Precisely what they all so. are aren't they? So. and there we are tell Cornelius Mendes as well tell him remember if you look for yes, the director's absolutely. name I mean if you if you think we've got any other content for next week's Bill Tuesday then you're absolutely wrong that is front and centre of the agenda we are all about the cotter tent that's what we do yeah. <laughs> Trademark. And the Pepper Pod is available on all good uh, podcasting applications yeah. and stores. I never know what to say about podcasting. <laughs> just, I work it's in podcasts. Everywhere. Just get it. It's just, just available anywhere. Um, but there you go. Thank you so much, Andrew. That's, uh, it's been an absolute joy talking to you. You're welcome. Cheers. Microsoft. <laughs> oh, delightful. That was Andrew Cotter, Dave. I don't know if you know that. Friend to the stars, Andrew Cotter. Yeah, yeah. Friends. He knows all the Ryans and not enough about Jack Reacher, but he does now, as we all do. 
I didn't. I didn't know some of those things either. I'm a bit, I'm a bit embarrassed that I didn't know that Lee Child wasn't going to be writing any more Andrew uh, Andrew Andrew Cotter books. Andrew Cotter, uh, the, the Andrew Cotter series. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the Andrew Cotter series when one man takes on his dogs. Um, yeah, no, his brother's going to be doing it, but his brother is quite an accomplished author anyway. So apparently, it's all going to be fine. Andrew be Grant, fine. his brother's name is, but he's going to write under the surname Child. So same time tomorrow, uh, we've got the comedian Beck Hill on tomorrow uh, from our new Great Big Girl podcast, Con Sessions. She's a wonderful, a wonderful woman, Beck Hill. So that'll be a lovely way to round off the week. A beautiful end to a lovely week six. Next week's going to be week seven of lockdown day. I'm enjoying myself far too much. Yes. Keep the smiles going. Kind regards. And don't forget, guys, if you're feeling weak, just remember. Bye now. Cabin FE A3709 OOO Cabin FE A3709 OOO Cabin FE A3709 OOO That's our Twitter name Great Big When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.